This is the iRacers Lounge, featuring the latest iRacing news, driver interviews, race reviews, opinions, discussions, rumors, and more. Now here's Alan Fajari and Mike Ellis. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge, a show where we discuss iRacing in a group and casual setting. I'm Alan Fajari, and with me is Mike Ellis, Brian Kozer, Carlos Fonseca, Jonas Hankins, Brandon Wilkinson, and Kenny Humpy. All right, welcome, guys. Hey. All right, Brandon, let's start off with you. We normally ask a series of questions for our new guests. And so, why don't you start sim racing there, Brandon? I started about four years back. Um, I think I was like 13 or so, and uh, I got into the NASCAR 2003, and I was, you know, duking it out with uh, all my short track stars you know they they make mods and all the local tracks on there so that was pretty cool and then i heard about iRacing when i was about eighth grade or freshman in high school so i was like oh this is pretty cool i uh, do some legend racing in real life and uh, some crew chiefing for some modified stuff so i was like oh this would be cool get on there and uh, you know race the legends see how similar it is and uh you know race modified and see how similar that is and just kind of grown from there so you do uh, real racing too, huh? Can you uh, mention a little bit about your career in real racing? I I started off in quarter midgets, just like uh, just about every other young kid around here. We have a little track called the Little T. It's actually right off turn four at the Thompson Speedway, and uh, it's a it's a little one eighth of a mile track. And quarter midgets run there every Sunday. Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and uh, it's it's pretty fun. So we went there, and then uh, we got into some legend racing. And I grew up around a family that raced modified, so I've been spotting and all that since I've been growing up. And it's it's been a blast, and it's truly been a blessing to be around you know great people. And they it's really raised me to be a a respectful person, and it keeps me busy and out of trouble. Very cool. Uh, what kind of equipment do you use, Brandon? All right. Racing. Oh, okay. Um, I use a Driving Force GT Logitech wheel and uh, uh, force feedback. That really helps me, to be honest. Uh, as as a personal personal aspect, it it really helps, especially when you get tracks that are bumpy and stuff. It it kind of helps you get over the bumps and whatnot. But I use that, and I use an Asus sixty uh, four bit computer, and it it works out. It gets the job done. Nothing nothing too special, really. But you have to have different pedals in the for <laughs> the Logitech pedals, right? Yeah, I I actually use a uh, Ferrari GT pedals or something like that. I don't I don't really know the name, but they're they're sil- silver pedals and uh, they're pretty nice. Okay, so how often do you race, and what series do you normally race in? Uh, being being around the whole iRacing Pro Series and whatnot. Uh, I usually run the NIS Series for not only for fun, but for seat time for a future pro run. But it's usually the uh, NIS Series to gain seat time and some tracks that I haven't really haven't really noticed thus far. I've I've kind of swung the short track route the the past few years here, and I've I've kind of been getting around the A car now. And this this season's been a bunch of firsts for me. Kentucky last week, first time ever on the racetrack. This week, first time ever on New Hampshire in a cup car. It's just, it's been a lot of firsts and it's been a lot of, a lot of seat time. So I, I like to run the NIS Open and the, and the NIS Fixed Series. Okay. I also I'll let you know that uh, we have ran together. We 
we ran it together at Dover. Uh, if you don't uh, recall, of course, you know, how can you not recall running with me? <laughs> yeah, I ran with Brandon last night, actually. Uh, we were running nose to tail there for a little while. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brandon, you involved in any leagues with the Nybrising? Uh, like I said, I, I really come from a short track background, so with that being said, I like to run Sim Auto Racing Association, also known as Sara or Sarah, depending on where you're from. Everybody pronounces it differently, but uh, it's it's pretty fun getting a race with Ty Majeski, Justin Brooks, Cody Kelly, Casey Kelly, some of the best short track drivers, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We run Modifieds on Monday, Street Stocks on Tuesday, Pro and Late pro and super late models wednesday thursday and uh it's it's really made me a better driver and uh better better awareness because when you get guys like that heavy hitters that go at it for 150 laps it's going to be some tight and uh some fast racing for sure i know of that sarah league uh and i've <clears throat> heard of that um and kind of follow what's going on over there that uh it's a very well-run league and very prestigious too yeah, it really is. You know, um, Matt Rolfe and everybody over there at Sarah do, do just an amazing job running that league. And, you know, I've run there for about two years now. I've never had a run-in with any of the admins. No no uh, fairness to any certain group of drivers. And it's it's very well run. Yep, good league. Uh, are you currently part of any kind of teams, Brandon? Yeah, I run with Nexus Esport, uh, team in the Pro Series. Uh, that consists of Zach Hudson, Jody Lopez, uh, Shane Williamson, uh, a bunch of other really, really fun guys to just hang out with, and uh, a lot of good setup builders, and a lot of guys that make me better. Todd Guerin, uh, Michael Garagilia, uh, he was actually in the NIS race last night with uh, Mike and I. But um, yeah, I run with the Nexus Esport guys. They're uh, really, really good guys, and Zach Hudson's a great owner of the team, and he makes sure everybody's happy, and uh, we always we always have a setup to go out with, and it's it's a great environment of drivers. Everybody's just so laid back, and it's it's always a fun time to just sit back and chat. Yeah, that's what kind of makes a team is uh, good chemistry there. Um, what's your most memorable race moment that you've had on iRacing there, Brandon? Oh, geez. Um, every, everybody goes with their first win. Um you know, but that was a rookie legends race, and don't really, don't really talk about that one that much. But uh, I would say first a car win. It was a a Dover Dover race. I think it was a fix or something. I nosed the tail with Jay Beasley for the last 40 laps, and uh, ended up duking it out with him, and ended up being the number 18 car out of 24, and got the win from Jay Beasley. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, Mr. Jay Beasley is what I've heard him being called. All right, what's your most embarrassing moment on iRacing? Um, you know, everybody's had their, their technical and mechanical failures here and there, but um, probably saying something over voice chat that I didn't really want to. Um, I have I have two buttons side-by-side side for team speaking for, for racing, and I had called out a driver who... Um, who at the time now is one of my best friends, but I had called him out over voice chat when I didn't really mean to, and it was over. I I thought I was going over Teamspeak, and it was over race chat, and uh, that didn't really turn out too well. So um, it's either that or one of those mechanical failures where your screen just kind of goes black and you take out about half the field. So <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. yeah, I hear you there. All right, Mike, you want to ask any of the questions? Well, how'd your race turn out last night? Well, we'll get to, into that when we talk about NIS, I guess, huh? Yeah. 
So uh, I guess I'll, uh, Kenny, when did you start sim racing? Oh, I started uh, probably about the same age as Brandon did here, but mine was just about 12 years ago, whenever 2003 was first coming out. That's when I started online racing. Uh, just picked the game up at a store one day and found out I could go online and start racing some guys, and that's that's when the ball started rolling. So I've been doing it for quite some time now, and you know now we're doing it here on iRacing. Yeah, I, a lot of people started with that game. It's a, it was a great game, I'll tell you that much. Uh, what kind of equipment do you use? Yeah, I got nothing special. It's a uh, it's a G25 with the uh, the original G25 pedals, and still sitting at a desk here racing and just kind of keeping it old school, you know. Single monitor. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've been racing on single monitor since I've ever started. I've I've had a little time on three monitors, but mostly uh, now I'm just on a single screen now. All right, now we know that you run in the Peak series, but is there any other series that you normally run? Uh, we usually dabble around, really. I mean, it's whatever track they're at that, you know, we think it's fun. We'll go run, you know, like A-Fix or even run, like, the B-Car most of the time. But uh, most of the time, it's just concentrating on the Peak Series now. You know, it takes takes a lot of effort to run in the Series. So, I mean, you kind of don't want to drain yourself out by, you know, going and racing all these other, you know, Series and trying all that. But so pretty much all the concentration's on that. And we'll just go, you know, find a Series one week that's on a, you know, fun track, and we'll go have some fun. But... Most of the concentration it, this whole year has been on, you know, just peak in itself. Yeah, um, and we'll talk a little bit about the peak. Um, but uh, are you part of any leagues, Kenny? No, actually, that's one thing that I've probably never been a part of on iRacing, because that's kind of new to iRacing, really. I've, probably the past three years, uh, whenever it first came out, you weren't able to join leagues or anything like that. So you just kind of get with your buddies and, you know, pick a series and all run it together, get together on the nights and just kind of get into a race with each other. So, I mean, I've never been a part of any leagues in iRacing. Uh, definitely something maybe once the peak series is over, you know, you kind of want to get into. But I've never uh, never actually gotten into one. All right. And why don't you tell me about the team that you're on? Yeah, the team. Uh, group yep, of, the team. <laughs> the team, yeah. Bunch of bunch of awesome guys, man. We, we got uh, Justin Bolton and Cody Bias that are kind of new additions to it. But, uh, you know, we had the originals with Chad Lawton and Kevin King. Uh, Stephen Gilbert, we're all together on there. Just a good group of guys, man. That they're fun to be around. We we have fun doing it. We can build great setups at the same time while we're doing it. So, you know, it's awesome to have those guys around and you know have their full support. And I got my spotter. It's in me every race with Carl Taylor, and he's awesome. And I've been racing with him since 2003. So we we've kind of had a core group that we you know we've all been friends for quite a long time. So it, it makes it nice to get on here and just know people and be around the same people all the time, I think it makes it a lot better. So, you know, it's just fun. We're just having fun with it. All right. Uh, what's your most memorable iRacing moment? Um, I would have to go winning the, the Landon Castle Qualifying Challenge back in 2011, I think it was. It was just a single qualifying lap at uh, Darlington for 2200 bucks, and somehow luckily stayed out of the wall and was able to get that but you know that that's probably the most memorable moment in all of iRacing all right what's your most embarrassing moment on iRacing oh i can't even uh definitely i can remember i think it was either an nis race or something at martinsville uh starting in like first or third one of them too and you know missing the shift and shifting instead of third you know going to first and uh, uh, you know it doesn't bode too well for the rest of the field when you do that and it's kind of embarrassing but you know it stuff happens it happens to everybody and you just kind of get to get over it 
Yep, it does. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the peak antifreeze series. Uh, it looks like you're having quite a year. Want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, really, a lot of luck involved. And like I said, with all the guys on the team, we're coming with, with really great setups each week. And But, you know, the biggest thing is having the luck and be able to finish those races. Uh, it's been an incredible year. I, don't, I never expected it coming in. I kind of figured we could win some races, but I didn't think it'd be, you know, like we're doing and have such a dominant lead over the entire field. It's just it's an incredible thing. And, you know, hopefully we can keep it up for the last six races and, you know, go to Homestead and be able to, to win the championship. But, you know, there's still a long way to go. It's 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 racing for a reason. You, you know, you got to run every race and be there at the end. And so far we've been able to do that. Yeah, I'm going to run down a little some little stats. There's been 10 races already. Kenny, you have won five of those races. You got eight top fives, four poles, and what I consider uh, amazing is that you only have eight incident points collectively in those 10 races, and you hold a 107-point lead over Ray Alfala. And that's, that's incredible. You're, you're just really killing it so i gotta really hand it out to you and your team that's fantastic um but tell me did you ever think that you're going to have this type of year after your daytona race you know definitely not i mean uh, it's just it's something that i don't even know if this will even ever happen again i think it's just it's kind of been luck has been the biggest key of it you know because you see i mean i'm looking at the incidents right with you i mean everybody has so many incidents but somehow we've just been able to stay clear of everything. I think those eight incidents may have came at Daytona, but it's been an incredible year. I just can't believe how lucky we've been to get through everything. The cautions and everything are just falling away. We're able to, you know, just be able to finish the races without having any trouble, and that's what everybody else has been struggling to do. Now, I did last year. Last year was my first year in the series, and I struggled to finish races and got into incidents and everything like that, but it, it just this year, for whatever reason, everything's just lining up and we're able to just, you know, run the race and how we want to run it and every the strategy and everything's just falling our way. Hey, I want to jump in here and describe uh, for for the new people on iRacing what we're talking about here with the series. This is the NASCAR Peak Antifreeze, and it's actually uh, officially sanctioned by NASCAR, and it's basically the top series in iRacing. It's a level above the pros. So you have the pro series, and then the top, uh, uh, Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's the top 50 or something are selected and go into this NASCAR Peak Antifree series. Yeah, it's the top 50 people, and, and I have to thank Peak. They're not only a personal sponsor of mine, but they do a lot for the series and everything involved. So a huge shout-out to those guys in iRacing for putting it together, as well as NASCAR. Like you said, it's officially sanctioned. It's 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 a pretty big deal for all the sim racers out there. Like you said, it's the top 50 guys, and if, even just making the series is such a big deal. But And just to be in it and you know say that you're one of the drivers and to have the season we've had, man, it's been incredible. Right. Now, Brandon, that's one of your goals to make that series, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're kind of transferring back to the A car, and I've, I've got great guys around me. Just like Kenny said, you know, it's it's cool to have a team where you can sit back and, you know, relax and have a good time and also make good setups. Uh, John Ouellette, Shane Williamson, uh, Jordy Lopez, Nick Furler, everybody's just doing an awesome job. We, we had two guys get into pro this season. It was Jordy Lopez and Nick Furler. Nicholas Shelton came up just short. 
And, uh, you know, we, we were pumping out great setups week in and week out, and it's going to be something interesting the first season of 2016 for qualification for pro to see what we can definitely do. Yeah, that's cool. All right, let me run down the top five here in the, in the peak series. So we got Kenny here with 434 points. And then next is uh, two-time champion Ray Alfala with uh, 327. Is he just two-time? Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. And then we got Chad, Chad Lawton at 311, Chris Overland at 301, and Brian Blackford at 296. So it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty good friends with uh, Jason Miller, who's the crew chief for Tyler Hudson. And he talks about the competitiveness of that of that series and how... I wouldn't believe how competitive it is and the time you got to spend and how much time you got to work on the setup and getting the car right and everything else like that. So um, I would imagine how much time that spends for you. So just on an average, on a race week, how much time do you think you spend uh, preparing for a race? You know, we try not to overdo it. Um, we, we usually, you know, we'll, we'll run the race and we'll just take that week off afterwards and then probably about the next Tuesdays when we'll finally start to, you know, work on the next track setups and try to just get a baseline really you know them first few days and then around you know sunday saturday on the weekend when everybody can be around we hop on and we really go at it and try to get everything we can done and i'd say the average you know probably eight hours on a setup give or take you know a few depending on how many people can show up but it definitely takes time, and it, like you said, it's one of the, It's really competitive. I mean, you, if you're off just a little bit, you're talking. You know, you're going to finish twentieth. So that's what's been the most incredible thing is we haven't had them kind of races where we're off, and just been so lucky and so fortunate to be uh, be as good as we have been. And these All setups right. are really good group effort, right? Oh, definitely. You know, everybody. You can't just have one guy out there making your setups. You you definitely have to all be involved and know what you're looking for and and everybody has to kind of know what you know what what are you looking for and what to change on the car that way you know you're not just all running in circles doing the same adjustments all the time so it's always good to have somebody somebody different try to change something because they're always thinking in a different set of mind and it and it sounds weird for doing it for a sim game but that's what it takes really to be you know competitive at the level and and luckily we have that perfect combination right now so what do you think uh, the dynamic tracks will do for you guys uh, you know, I think uh, I, I'm excited to see what that does bring. I, I don't know for sure. Um, I'm I'm hoping it does what it's supposed to do, and we can kind of move around a lot more and and do what you see. You know, all the guys on TV doing, you know, changing grooves and trying to make something else work. Because right now, the way it is, you're kind of you know everybody gets into that line, and we're all just kind of riding around waiting for somebody to make a mistake or you know do something weird, but. With that, I think you'd be able to move around and try something a little different to kind of make a pass in a different way, and I think it'll be exciting. They did add this past weekend for the last race. We uh, we have that dynamic weather, so we don't know what the weather is going to be in a race until you know until it's time to race. So it definitely threw a wrench into things with the setup making because weather changes the cars so much in that class, and and so it's just something else we have to fight, and it's it makes it a little exciting, you know up to the race because you don't know what you know what kind of weather you're going to be in and, and the wind changes throughout the race and it can cool off and get warmer so it'll it'll definitely change the series up here for these last six races but you know i'm excited to be a part of it so do you guys watch the weather channel to try to figure out you know what the weather might be or you know i don't i don't know if it actually correlates i mean i know like tuesday night our qualifying session was at like 
I think it was like 79 degrees, but whenever we went to race, it was 71, which actually hurt us because we'd never ran in anything that was that cool. And our car was just super tight over the long runs that, that night. And, you know, I think it kind of came to bit us. We didn't make enough adjustments and warm up to kind of compensate for it. But, uh, you know, we were still able to come away with an eighth place finish, which is nothing, nothing bad. So, you know, we got a little lucky there, but we'll just have to do a little bit more homework and test just a little bit more, get the weather right and, you know, and, if, and just in case the different weather is thrown at us. There is, but there is really no no way to guess it. All right. Yeah, I want to do a little shout-out to Corey Vincent for the win that he had on Tuesday night with that fuel strategy play that he did. Um, there was a few guys that didn't have to pit at the end because they pitted around lap uh, 110. And But, uh, Kenny, you pitted a little bit early, and so did most of the field. Yeah, Corey, Corey had an awesome car either way. I think he could have won that thing on outright speed or, you know, or the field mileage way with the way he did. He, he had a really good car as well as Taylor Hurst. I don't think he, he kind of ran it a little bit harder than Corey did there and kind of ran himself out of fuel like I did. But, you know, that it was an awesome job for those guys. They, you know, you don't see those guys up front every week. So it was pretty cool to see those guys. And we, we did come up a little short on field. There was no way I was going to make it. I was, I was just you know, lucky to come away with an eighth place by uh, coming down pit road that late and getting two tires. Yeah, I, um, I heard a story a little bit while back, and I just want you to confirm if it's true or not, that there was a real NASCAR driver who took the opportunity to follow you around Watkins Glen to see what type of lines you were taking there. Is that true? That is true. Uh my buddy of mine, Mike Skinner, which it's not the Mike Skinner that's a NASCAR driver, uh, is good buddies with Kenny Edwards, which is Carl's brother. And Kenny was always on TeamSpeak with us. We always talked to him all the time. And he came on, uh, Carl got on there one evening and, you know, was running laps around Watkins Glen with us. And, you know, we got to talk him through it and told him where we were doing and stuff like that. And he's an awesome guy to talk to. He never, he never realized, you know, that he was just, a race car driver you know you think he's just one of us just sitting here talking and uh it's pretty awesome to have him on there and be able to talk to him all right and then uh uh jason miller also asked me if uh you don't mind uh sending me your setup for watkins Glen after uh after you guys got it set <laughs> oh, i'd be glad to send watkins Glen setup i don't know what i don't even know what we're gonna do for there but uh yeah no I, i'm definitely willing to give out a road course setup <laughs> I think he was joking, but he'll probably take it, I'm sure. All right. Well, anyway, uh, congratulations to you having a great season, and uh, and that's that's fantastic. Um, so anyways, let's kind of switch over into the NIS and uh, talk about that. Um, last week, we ran at Kentucky, and uh, actually, I, I kind of found it to be a lot of clean racing, uh, a lot of good racing there, and... Um, Brandon, why don't you tell me how how'd you do at Kentucky? Uh, like I said, it was it's been a lot of firsts for us this season, really. Uh, kind of go out there and just do whatever. We we didn't work on Kentucky last week personally for NIS Open. We didn't we didn't really work on anything. We didn't really think we were going to run because all of us were busy first week of uh, summer vacation for all of us. So we kind of just hung out and had some fun. So I ran the fixed races and. Uh, you know, it was all right. It was, I got seat time the first night. I think I finished like 11th or so, and then uh, we went for it. Uh, I think it was Sunday night, and um, I'm sure Mike remembers Sunday night's race because I was coming off turn four with about 15 to go or so, and uh, there was about a 
15, 16 car wreck, and Mike Mike was down low by the by pit road or something, and I came off four. I got a little loose, and I was checking up, and I got hit from behind, and uh, there went my front end into Mike's car, and uh, Mike said, you know, I, I thought I was low enough not to get hit, but I guess you changed that. So, um, sorry to Mike for that. Uh, everything was cool, though. Mike, I think you finished like 10th or something, but we ended up 11th that night again, so uh, our... Our car was pretty fast. My sponsor, Jeff Dar at JD Marketing, told me to just, you know, go out there and have some fun and, you know, get some seat time and we'll go for it next time. All right. So, and you were also in the New Hampshire race with, uh, uh, last night. Can you, uh, tell us about your race? Oh, Jesus. Uh, all right. So last night was pretty interesting. Uh, we, we had some, we had a lot of help with our setup, uh, a couple, a couple pro drivers and a couple of NPAS drivers came on TeamSpeak with us the other night, and uh, we, we kind of got something together. Uh, our main setup guys, John and Nick, weren't they were on vacation or something this past week, so we, we got some help from, from some other drivers who are good friends to our team, and uh, the car was really good. We were running, uh, I think it was 29.8s or something, 29.7s in race oh, trim, yeah. so mm-hmm. that, was, that was pretty fast, and uh, so I was pretty excited. To, to go out there and run and I was kind of just playing my cars with with my buddy of mine Brandon Smizer we were kind of running side by side having fun in the back just you know digging around doing what we could and staying out of trouble uh there were actually two pile-ups of at least 12 cars each and that kind of set the field and so I got up to about the ninth position then I pit under caution make some changes you know get some get four tires and I got speeding up pit road when I sped probably over a half a mile an hour so I mean went to the back there and the lap car I think it was Jonathan Dickert couldn't pass me because he was going way too slow on the pace lap and uh, I got a black flag went a lap down caution fortunate enough for the caution to come out got the lucky dog and came back fought all the way back up to eighth and then it just seemed like the guy behind me had something against me because we're going into turn number one side by side for fifth or sixth I think we were actually three wide and the 22 just kind of didn't hit the brakes and spun us into the outside wall. We went back to 18th and they gave us a two-lap dash there. And I drove from 18th or 17th or so to the 13th position. That's where we finished. It was kind of bittersweet because we definitely had one of the fastest cars, Alan Lewis from Sinworks Racing. Uh, he, he ended up taking the win, and it was just bittersweet to finish 13th to uh, a, a good driver, but somebody we could have beat last night. Yeah. Uh, Mike, you want to tell us about your Kentucky and your New Hampshire experiences? Well, yeah, much much like Brandon said, it seems like both places with some big wrecks or with lots of cars involved. And I think I felt myself uh, playing ski slalom there. You know, they're they're high, they're low, and and dodging. But you know, I had a good good week. I think thirteenth uh, in the open, eighth uh, in the fix. Uh, so got some decent points. Uh, ended up not being a drop week. Uh, I was a little disappointed. Uh, you know, that we didn't get to run the same package NASCAR was running. I was calling out Eric Hudek over at iRacing. Hey, take the spoiler off for us and let's, let's, let's play with that. And, but it didn't happen. Uh, hopefully uh, we can make that happen in the future. But uh, New Hampshire, you know, I got an 11th. I'm really happy with that because I was dead slow there. Okay. Um, but let's uh, talk a little bit about our Sunday race. Mike and I, we ended up in the top split on, on Sunday um sunday morning which was for the open and uh we happened to be in there with uh ray alfala uh taylor hurst uh brian blackford and brandon Bowie. um were the pro drivers in there but uh mike why don't you talk a little bit about how your sunday experience went 
it was just crazy. The the racing was intense. If you were in it, I was like holding back the whole time and letting people go, and and it was just a wreck fest. Yeah, I personally had a lot of fun. Uh, we did have a, a long green for uh, long green flag run in the middle there, and uh, I was uh, personally lapped by the four pros. And uh, but it is a little bit of a humbling experience. So Kenny, we know how good you are. Um, you know, you're talking to guys that uh, couldn't even compete. Can you know <laughs> dream of being able to race that day? Or yeah, like that. I was literally the slowest car there. And, and that's not joking. And it is a humbling experience when you're in that position. You're like, okay, I'm running dead last, last car on the lead lap, and I'm slower than everybody else. Now what? Yep, I'm sure Brandon. I'm sure you would have done a lot better in that. <laughs> what we did, but uh, yeah, I was able to move up through some attrition, which uh, kind of helped me. And especially that uh, we had a, one of those last lap shootouts and. There's a few guys I got wrecked in that, and so I was able to move up a little bit. So I got a little kind of lucky, but uh, but otherwise I probably wouldn't have been looking at around 20th myself. But uh, it was a uh, it was fun. It was a fun race, and um, I didn't race the Open in New Hampshire last night, but uh, I plan to do it again Sunday morning, and it should be fun. Kenny, you do any of the NIS races? Uh, you know I haven't been late. I did run the Sonoma fixed series there whenever i just went there and I, I may do new hampshire i'm kind of a fan of the new hampshire track so i like running laps around there so i'm, I'm thinking about doing the nis fix but uh really haven't done any open this year uh really just haven't you know haven't hadn't any really i don't know drive to really you know want to run but maybe uh on down the line we may hop into a few of them but like but like you said you know you got to race against all the pros so you kind of can see you know what what the competition's like you know but it, once you put 43 of them out there it just ups a whole nother level but that's one thing about i racing you know you can race against all of us like that yeah that is very fun and by the way how many wins did you get at sonoma uh i think i ran two and i believe i won them both so yeah, two for two that's a, that's a good number <laughs> pretty good yeah yeah you did <laughs> so yeah, that, was, that was pretty good <laughs> Hey, one other note about Kentucky I have here, Alan, is guess what? It was single-file restarts again on the Wednesday night open race, uh, much like it was uh, the previous week at Daytona. So they made another mistake. Uh, was that was it that way at uh, New Hampshire last night? No, they they had it right last night. All right, that's, that's good. Um, did uh, anybody run the six hours of Glenn besides... Uh, Myself, Carlos, Mike. No. Yeah, I did not. I, I'd love to have been a part of it. We just never got our guys together to even put a team together, even run laps. So, I mean, I was wondering how that went, though. Um, I know my experience, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. We ran the McLaren. Um, I just think with the, the HPDs in there, um, they come up on you real quick if you're in one of the GT3 cars. You really got to be watching out for them, and basically your spotters telling you when the next HPD is coming, so you know when to watch out. But it was uh, Watkins Glen's my one of my favorite uh, road courses to run, so it was a uh, to me it was a lot of fun. Mike, how'd you? I, I know you guys did pretty well. How'd you do? We did pretty good. We were in a lower split than you guys, uh, but uh, Jose Pabon and myself uh, took on the HPD car, and uh, 
ran pretty well for for a while, and then he put it in the wall, and we ended up with eight minutes of damage. Uh, somehow fought back to second place overall. Uh, I think we were eight laps down though to the leader, but uh, did finish second. Uh, really good, real happy with that result, obviously. Yeah, very good. Anyway, it's, uh, those road warrior races are very are very fun to have. The next one is coming up real soon on August 1st and 2nd, since it's a 24-hour race at Spa. So it's going to be the same thing, the HPD with GT3 cars. So uh, I suggest get your team together. It's a 24-hour thing, so it's uh, maybe uh, best for us Americans to have some Europeans on our team, maybe a little bit, or some some of you young guys like Brandon there who like to stay up maybe late at night. <laughs> so I, but, It's almost critical to, to, to have a mix from, the like you said, the Europeans or even Australians. When we... Uh, did really well at Daytona earlier this year. We we had some Australians uh, helping us out, and that helped out tremendously. Yeah, but go ahead. I was going to say we attempted the the Daytona race earlier in the year, and uh, yeah, you're right, right around like you know that two thirty three o'clock time. Everybody is kind of over it by that point, <laughs> especially when you go you got a car that's all damaged up, and you know you're so many laps down. Everybody just kind of wants to give up on it. So I can definitely see having you know some of them guys over in europe and australia to kind of give you a hand yeah they're later rolling the out of bed they're ready to go you know and uh oh you take it over and then sure enough it worked out so yeah, I... here listening to this go please give us a message if you want to join us if you're from those countries all right <laughs> yeah can keep it on the road yeah years ago i would have been able to stay up all night but man not anymore yep you're becoming an old man there carlos um uh next thing i want to talk about is the gt1 series uh brandon kenny you guys ever try the gt1s uh yeah no not me seeing me on a road course in a, a high-powered car is like seeing a a first-time rookie to i race and trying to race an end pass race but and that's the most realistic way to put it is trying to see a, a first-time first-day rookie out there with the peak antifreeze guys it doesn't work yeah. all right I did run the uh, the uh, what is it the DB9 whenever it came out here this past build. I did right. run some laps with it, but uh, I really haven't had you know I haven't really gone any anything on the roadside here lately. I, I used to love it, you know. I used to run, love running those tracks and going out and trying all the different cars they got because it's you know it's so much fun. But just really haven't uh, haven't had the time to do it here lately. But I, I really love the road racing side. I, I think I'm. I, I like to race, and it's just a whole different style of racing other than the ovals. You know, you're so close on the ovals, and you got the cautions to kind of help you out. But if you make a mistake on the roadside, you're kind of done. So it's kind of technical in a way, but, you know, hopefully you can get back into that more. I'd, I'd love to run the GT1 series. I, I like the way that car drove it. They've made huge, huge leaps and pounds with this new tire they came out with. So hopefully you can get around to doing that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I just recently bought the Corvette. Uh, I bought the Aston Martin when it was first came out, and I bought the Corvette of of late. And I, I just love the sound of that car. That car just sounds very powerful and and fun. And uh, it's a it's a good series. I I'm I'm really enjoying that series. Yeah, you you too, Carlos. You bought the Corvette recently. Yep, pretty fun car if you ask me. Yep. I mean, it took me three races to get a finish, but okay, it's still fun. 
All right. So I just want to recognize the top five overall point leaders so far in GT1. Uh, and so excuse me if I get any of your names mispronounced. Uh, uh, so sorry about that. But here's Daniel Quattropani, Francisco Esteve, Quentin Kent, Neil Koch, and Phil Blythe. Those are your top five in the GT1 series. So uh, congratulations, guys. So far in the early part of the season, you guys are running pretty well. Um, it's uh, very challenging now since it's become really popular and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Man, we need Jose to pronounce those names. <laughs> um, also, uh, another thing I want to say is that the Blanc Plain Endurance Series is uh, going on this week. Uh, it's at um, Donington, which is kind of a short track, so that's going to be a long race for people uh, in there. But uh, one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of people are doing these Blanc Plain Endurance races by themselves. And uh, for some reason, their points still count. I, I personally thought it was a team uh, series, but uh, maybe it's not. But uh, uh, that's a kind of fun fun thing for uh, you guys to do. Uh, it's three-hour races. And uh, so this week they're at Denton, next week they're at Spa, so it should be Can uh, you enter as a team, or what? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a team racing. I've, I've been doing it with uh, Jason Miller, and uh, we've been having a lot of fun there. So, yeah, it's a, it's a team, but a lot of people have been doing it on their own. You'd think you'd get some sort of penalty or something if you did it on your own, but... Yeah, I, yeah. With, uh, with their team events, I thought you had to have that um, that where the teammate or has to least least drive twenty five percent to twenty five percent or what they call a fair share. But uh, yeah, apparently apparently not in that series. So people, a lot of people, have been doing it on their own. And of course, if you don't have to do the driver swap, it kind of cuts out on the amount of time they use in the pits. So they've been uh, doing pretty well in there, but. Anyway, uh, we'll just. I, see I if would that call continues. a three-hour race an endurance race to begin with, but uh, race them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've raced. Uh, I'm a NASCAR oval racer. I race three hours all the time. <laughs> Races. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Road <laughs> racing's a different ball game. Yeah, like that one time you lost your paddles and had to reach into the button there to press the shift. <laughs> yeah, there was a. There was a race where I was racing where my uh, downshifting paddle broke and uh, stuff. So I just uh, had to make do and uh, just use a little button on the on the wheel. But uh, yeah, that's that's endurance racing for you. Um, I also want to recognize uh, the new guys that are moving into the pro series, both oval and road. And for the oval. Um, we have some new competition for you, Kenny, that's going to be coming up here. I know these guys have to run the Pro Series. That's, uh, that They raced in the winter, is that correct? Yeah, as soon as we're done, I think around November to January, they do their little 10-week season to get in. I think they have to finish in the top 20 in Pro Series to get in. Yeah, and uh, it's, uh, so for the new guys, it's Josh Berry, Dylan Rafferty, Joey Israelson, Logan Clampett, Dylan Jones, Kyle Putz, Damon Burnett, Robin Williams, Ryan Borges, and Nicholas Johnston. So congratulations to those guys for making the 
for the Pro Series, and uh, good luck on uh, making the Peak Series. And so hopefully we'll see your name in there soon there, Brandon. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, we're just starting to get going. It's It's been a good good year. I told Zach at the beginning of the season that, you know, if we're if we're going to make pro or anything like that, you know, we got to run this NIS series and preferably open and, you know, to get time and see how the setups, what the setups do and how the changes to the car, you know, work for me as a driver. So, uh, you know, I told him that, it, you know, if if everything goes good, you know, we might make another run for it, along with uh, a couple a couple of my teammates, Nicholas Shelton, uh, maybe John Ouellette, a few other guys. You know, I mean, we can make a run for it as long as you, I got the the correct seat time I need, and you know, just gain more experience. We're getting better and better every day at at this NASCAR stuff, and it, it seems like it's coming to us. We started this NIS season, I think, about eighth split, and we're up to we're up to second. We've gained at least two thousand I rating over the course of the season, so it's it's uh it's going, and it's def it's definitely getting there. Yeah, that's very impressive. Very impressive. All right, let me uh, recognize the guys that made it to the Road Pro Series, um, which is uh, Pablo Lopez, Kevin Siggy, uh, Martin Van Luzenord, uh, Pateri Kadorova, sorry for finish, I'm sure, when I'm blowing his name, uh, Yanni Backman, Ricardo Torres, Diego Alibria, oh, I don't even know how to say this next name, Balls um, <laughs> Remenek. I know the next one because he's uh, he races a lot of IndyCar. Cam Stark, Mac Bacham, Patrick Evers, Tim Berti, Alvaro Romero, Fabio Gonzalez, and Oscar Mangan. So congratulations to those guys for the Pro Series, a uh, very competitive uh, series, and uh, and racing those F1 cars. Uh, Kenny, is that something you got any interested in too? Is uh, maybe a uh, Try to be a pro on both sides. You know, I thought about it. It crossed my mind uh, trying to do it. And whenever you hop in that car, man, it's a totally different animal. That is probably the hardest car to drive on the entire sim. Uh, you have to be, you have to go fast, or you have to go so fast that you don't even think you can make corners to actually make the car turn. And it just fights every single thing that you, you know, that's in your brain to actually go fast in that thing. And I, I've just never been able to actually be able to even drive it halfway decent, to be honest with you. And I don't know how those guys do it. And those guys, like Gregor Hutu, I think who's leading the series now, he he's always been you know one of the best sim racers sim racers around, and uh, he's definitely proven it once again by you know dominating that side of the series. Yeah, he, he's very good. Um, but uh, I think it was just a either last show or a couple shows ago that uh, we recognized uh, Jake uh, Sturgos. Is that, I'm, not, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his last name Sturgis. right. Sturgis. Sturgis. Yep. Um, on being in both the top series, so I find that awfully impressive. Now, Jake, Jake's really good on both sides, really, and, it, and it's, it is really impressive to have the time to be able to do both and, and to be, you know, competitive in both i mean i think he finishes top 10 pretty much every time over there on the roadside so that's pretty impressive and shout out to him for all that he's been able to do because that's pretty impressive and he finished third i think on uh tuesday at kentucky so he's having a pretty decent year as well yep and his brother does does them both too but he's not uh his brother's not in the pro series this year but uh i know he he was on the on the roadside i think last season so uh awfully impressive by those guys 
Definitely. All right, uh, let's talk about a, a couple new things that iRacing's uh, putting out. More um, road racing stuff, huh? Yeah, for uh, for us guys that enjoy the other the other side of the sim there, Mike. <laughs> but uh, they're coming out with uh, Le Mans circuit. Uh, they have that uh, scanned, and um, I'm sure they're working on it, uh, or going to be working on it, probably after Nubering or whatever. But uh, I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward, forward to that. It's the host of the 24 Hours Le Mans. And, um, and so I'm personally looking forward to it. Um, That's a big track, right? Yep. It's really long. There's tons of straightaways and a few corners thrown in. Yeah, one of the more interesting things about that track is that it's it's one of those places where they add in regular country roads to the track. So, I mean, these are the regular roads that people drive on, and then it becomes the racetrack for the race week, and then they take down the walls, and then it's back to being a regular road. So that's kind of neat. And then today, iRacing announced that they're going to be building a couple new cars, which is the Formula, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, the Renault 2.0 and the Formula Renault 3.5. That's the uh, GP2 series, right? Yeah. Uh, anyone familiar with these cars? Uh, a little bit, but I think what I understand is this completes the open wheel ladder system. Uh, all the cars, you know, right from the uh, uh, the Skippy on up to the F1 car. Okay. I know it looks a lot like the Star Mazda, you know, when I saw a picture of them. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are familiar with R-Factor 2, but they have the, the 3.5 in that as well, and it, it it's something like the Star Mazda pretty much as far as, you know, driving-wise. So it should be kind of fun because Star Mazda is a lot of fun to drive, so and it should hilarious. be. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess my question is, uh, you know, when they announce these cars, it, it opens up a new series, right? Because there's no cars that compete with this. So, is there enough road racers to go around? I mean, it's like so many cars and so many series lately. Um, yeah, there, <laughs> there is, uh, there's plenty of road racers. Um, but uh, the question is, you know, will it pull off of anything else? So, um, you know, will the Star Mazda become less popular, or or will the uh, the IndyCar road become less popular because of this. So, right. kind of a good question, but but yeah, there's plenty of road racers out there. So you can find a lot of races at uh, almost any time of the day or night. Yeah, I'd definitely be willing to bet that there's more road racers on here than there are oval, uh, just because of all the Europeans and everything. They're all in into road racing mostly. They don't really know anything about the, all the oval stuff, but i definitely say there's a lot more road racers than there are oval racers on, on the service. Right, yeah. If you just look at America, it's basically the oval racing area, and the rest of the world is road, you know. Yeah, and you could see that, you know, they're, they're catering to that, too, you know. Oh, man, as a business, <laughs> you can't <Yeah>. blame them. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm one of these guys that think it's pretty even. I mean, uh, we got we got all the NASCAR tracks, and we got a lot of short tracks, and a lot of uh, oval series and 
And so there's a lot of things for people to do on the oval side. Um, and I think that there's a lot of things to do on the roadside too. So I think oh. it's pretty even. Just give me my green light checker. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> Enough wrecks as we are. Yeah, I guess there is. <laughs> yeah, we got to have that limit. Um, also that, uh, that in September, uh, iRacing is sponsored the Nubring again, and, uh, they are giving out tickets, uh, again this year. And, uh, the tickets will be valid on September 19th and 20th and includes access to the suite where you can watch the race inside or outside and includes access to the 2015 Sim Racing Expo. Uh, which will be held adjacent to the racetrack. I'm assuming the expo is where they plan to be showing Nubring for the first time. Uh, so that might be uh, interesting for the people that are attending that. Uh, the eligibility to win a ticket, you must be a member of iRacing. You must attend the race. It'd be pretty bad if someone won a ticket and didn't attend the race and wasted that ticket. I have to say that. Um, I'm not sure it's it's a win a ticket. I think... If you're a member of iRacing and you're going to this race, they will give you a ticket. Yeah, I don't um, think it's a contest. I think it's, yeah. you just send them an email or something. Saying yeah, you just got to sign up. So, it, yeah, it's, it's not a contest. Yeah, I thought they only had 10, 10 tickets available. And so I thought they were just going to choose 10 out oh, of it. Maybe I didn't see that. Yeah. I'm thinking actually last year because it's also. On here it says how to enter so if that's just a otherwise it would say to get your ticket <laughs> right well then you're right I, I must have read that wrong when it first came out yep so it's uh, send an email to to contact at iracing.com with iracing GT 500 tickets as the subject you must include your iracing email address as well as your iracing user ID in the email if there are more entries than tickets, we will randomly randomly select winners. Oh, there you go. There we go. Dead, yep, deadline to enter is August 18, 2015 uh, at uh, 11.59 GMT or 23.59 GMT is what I probably should say. So you will be notified via PM if you win around August 20th. So everyone that's uh, going to happen to be in Germany those two days and you want to attend that race, send in your email, and hopefully you can get yourself a ticket. All right, so that covers the iRacing stuff. And um, we should probably be wrapping up here real soon. So let's kind of start off with final thoughts. Uh, let's start with uh, Jonas. Jonas, you got any final thoughts for the show? Yeah, I got a few questions for Kenny. Uh, okay, um, okay. First off, I wanted to ask him: Is it anything you could tell uh, the new drivers that's coming in iRacing? racing? Uh, you know, uh, you know, is there anything you could say to them? You know, just uh, just be yourself, and you know, don't do anything stupid. You know, it's just just race everybody like you want to be race. Because I've ran across a lot of this, and a lot of new guys like to just kind of be a little bit uh i don't know aggressive <laughs> if you just kind of run your own race and you know treat it treat everybody with some respect and everything like that you 
you'll make friends and people will help you out. It's whenever you start, you know, driving over your head and making stupid moves and everything like that. Everybody kind of turns against you. But if you're just yourself and come into a race and just race everybody like you want to be raced, and everything will be good and you you'll be competitive in everything that you do. So, you know, it's just put the time in and and you know, don't race over your head and just be yourself. Right on, Kenny. I appreciate it. Uh, that's about all I got for right now. All right. Uh, Brian, you on? Brian, you got any final thoughts? Oh, very quiet, man. Jose, uh, welcome to the show. I'm glad to see you here. You got any final thoughts on the show? Uh, no, no. I'm just sorry that I missed uh, the majority of the show. I was looking forward to meeting Kenny. Uh, I actually congratulate you, Kenny. Uh, I've been watching... Uh, your career and your uh, um, excellent driving uh, within the NIS. Um, Brandon, you and I, we know each other from some time ago as, as well. Um, when we used to run, run in a RRO or a, I even forgot a, what it was, real online racing before. Um, again, I'm, I'm really apologize for missing uh, most of the series and uh, looking forward to continue watching your progress. Thank you. All right, Carlos, any final thoughts? Nope. <laughs> Man, a few words. Mike, final thoughts. I got a couple things. Uh, I want to thank, uh, what's his name, for Bonka Boy for a review on iTunes for the podcast. Uh, we appreciate those guys. Uh, it helps us move up in the ranking there in Apple. So take a minute, go subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a short review and tell us what you think. Uh, thanks to Bonka Boy. Uh, the final thought uh, also is I want to follow up on my pedals I got. Uh, we talked about the last couple episodes, uh, me buying these new hydraulic pedals. Uh, I did get them installed and, and love them, absolutely love them. There was a couple challenges uh, where <clears throat> it was misassembled on the uh, slave cylinder. Uh, it was supposed to be washer, rubber, washer, rubber. And they had two rubbers together without a washer in between them. And when I went and pushed on the pedal, it actually popped one of those rubbers off. And uh, Michael over at Main Performance PC uh, put a call in over there and heard back from him within moments. Uh, and he promptly shipped me out uh, some replacement rubbers as well as some extra washers and got me set up again. Uh, and uh, absolutely love the customer service and the product. So... Uh, Looking forward to continue racing with these. All right. Uh, Brandon, any final thoughts? Yeah, I've just got to thank a lot of people. Um, you know, like I said, I was new to this whole cup car NASCAR stuff at the beginning of the season, and uh, we've we've made a lot of progress. So um, i got to thank a bunch of people, actually. i got to thank Jeff Dart, JD Marketing, um, Jesse Abraham at Art of Ruin, Randall Falks at Randall Falks Photography and Randall Falks Designs. Uh, Brandon Smizer at Brandon Smizer Photography, Zach Hudson, and everybody on Nexus Esport. Uh, definitely my parents for letting me uh, do what I do, and uh, all my friends for supporting, and uh, just everybody who's really helped along the way. Matt Meir, um, Jesse Thompson, Eric Flesh, just a, a bunch of good people who have gotten me here. It's it's pretty awesome to to see what we've overcome this year. We started. You know, basically Daytona was our one of our first races two years ago in the NIS series, and we kind of that's that's all we did was just plate stuff and 
we, this was our first real season and I don't think we finished a race outside the top 15. You know, it's, it's awesome to, to really, really show what we can definitely do. I, I'm excited for the, for the short tracks, Bristol and Martinsville. As I said, I come from a short track background. So, uh, that'll, that'll definitely be cool getting, getting back to a short track and a cup car and, uh, maybe we'll see what we can do to get it and get ourselves in victory lane. But for now, yeah, that's, that's just about it. Everybody at Nexus eSport, uh, let's race magazine TV, uh, sponsor of Casey Tucker for the NASCAR peak anti-free series and myself, uh, JD marketing, victory lane radio, art of ruin, and just everybody who helps out. All right. Kenny, any final thoughts? Yeah, I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to come on here and talk to you guys. And this is fun. I love doing this stuff. And, you know, i got to thank all the guys on the team, of course, and, you know, Peak Antifreeze and Best Overhead Doors and Vinyl Siding for all their support throughout the year. And everybody who supported me and, you know, sent me a message on Facebook saying congratulations and good luck and all that stuff. So got to thank all you guys and everybody uh, being involved in this thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, good luck, Kenny. We'll be rooting for you. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, I just want to thank Brandon and Kenny for being on the show. I really appreciate it. We always love to have guests um, come on the show. It uh, brings a new uh, dynamic, and uh, especially when they can talk uh, uh, about their goals and aspirations. And with Kenny about the Peak Series, really appreciate that, guys. Um, I also want to mention to everyone listening that Kenny uses a G25 with the with the G25 pedals and a single monitor sitting at a desk. You don't need all the expensive stuff. Like <laughs> so, <laughs> so what? I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, I got so, my triples and my hydraulics and my uh, cockpit, and I don't need all this. Nope, you don't need it all. So <laughs> you can. Saying, you're still on a G27. It's the yeah. beautiful thing about sim racing. Yep, very. So just it's a it's a great thing to see that. Uh, you don't need that. You you can. Uh, we talked about last week about uh, how much money to spend on iRacing, and it was we came to the conclusion that you can spend how much you want to spend, and so hardware is a big deal, and uh, it's nice to see someone with the success that you have had that uh, still runs on uh, what I would say moderate uh, equipment, and. Uh, also, uh, just to run down the things where you guys can contact us or let us know if you want to be on the show um, or make comments or and where you can uh, download the show. So our website is iRacersLounge.com. we got a Facebook page at iRacersLounge, uh, Twitter at iRacersLounge, uh, YouTube uh, channel, which you can find uh, named the same, iRacersLounge. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spreaker. You can also email us at irises.lounge at gmail.com. So uh, I want to thank everyone for uh, uh, a good show and uh, and especially thank our guests uh, for uh, being here tonight. So that's it. Thank you very much. Later. Thanks for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us over on iTunes and Stitcher. See you on the track. 